Hey, it's Andy from Talking to Teens. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a five-star review. Reviews on Apple and Spotify help other parents find the show, and that helps us keep the lights on. Thanks for being a listener, and here's the show. You're listening to Talking to Teens, where we speak with leading experts from a variety of disciplines about the art and science of parenting teenagers. I'm your host, Andy Earle. We're here today with Matt Schneider, the co-founder of City Dads Group, which is a movement that's now in over 30 cities around the country. They have meetup groups for dads to help find a community. He's been a, he calls it a work-at-home dad now for 12 years as he's been raising his two kids. And he's a host of his own podcast called the Modern Dads Podcast. They tackle a lot of really interesting issues with parenting and fatherhood. And he talks a lot about life-work balance and about the relationship between two parents who are trying to collaboratively raise kids. So I'm really interested to pick his brain a little bit on all those kinds of issues and more. I've been listening to your podcast for a while here, and from what I've gathered, you were a sixth grade teacher and have now been a stay-at-home dad for, for 12 years and have started this organization that you're the co-founder of, City Dads Group, which now is in cities all, all across the country, a, a lot of people are involved with. So what propels you into that? I, as you said, I've been home with my now two boys for 12 years, and for the first three years, uh, I was home with my oldest, kind of on my own in New York City, and a buddy that I was a teacher with decided he would stay home. He says he followed in my my footsteps. He was a sixth grade teacher (laughs) as well, and three years into it for me, he had his first son, and we were having our second son right at the same time. And his big question for me is, what have you been doing in New York City this whole time? There's nothing for dads. Everything is mommy and me playgroups, mommy and me music class, art class, yoga class. Uh, everything is written for moms. Uh, there's nothing for dads. And I hadn't really thought that much about it. I, I hung out with moms. I hung out with nannies. Every now and then I would see a dad, but... Uh, <laughs> didn't think that much about it. And he, for him, that wasn't good enough. So he wanted to start uh, a dad's group similar to what mom's groups were doing, actually getting together, meeting up. And I said, sure, why not? And that's, that's how it started. It was two of us that were at-home dads uh, wanting to hang out together. We thought there were some other dads out there that would want to join us. Um, so we started meeting up and posting meetups in Central Park or the Whitney Museum or just uh. grabbing lunch. And we recognized that uh, it wasn't just other at-home dads that wanted to meet up with other dads. There were dads of all stripes, teachers that had summers off, guys that had flexible schedules, journalists, photographers that could work anytime, and full-time working dads that still were great dads but weren't available during the day but wanted to meet up for a beer at night. So... Our group really opened up to any guy that wanted to join us. It's funny because I think a big theme of your podcast 
and a topic that you tackle a lot on there. And I guess the question that you end every episode with is what's the definition of a modern dad? It's interesting hearing all of the guests' answers, and it seems like a lot of them have to do with engagement and that modern dads more are kind of sharing the role of parenthood more than they used to and are kind of sharing more of the work, but also just kind of being more engaged in uh, the lives of their kids and in this role of being a father. And I, I, it's funny that you mentioned that when you kind of started this, there was all this stuff for moms. And it seems like kind of as there has been this shift towards dads getting more engaged at home, there is more like, well, hey, wait a minute. Now that we're, now that we're doing this and we're jumping into this, where's all the, where's all this stuff for dads? You know, there's this niche that now needs to be filled that you guys are, are doing. And it's really cool. Yeah, it's been fun. And I think our approach has always been, we don't necessarily need everything to be for dads, but let's open up that yoga class to, rather than calling it mommy and me yoga class, why don't you call it baby and me yoga class and and welcome anybody who might join. Uh, We don't need a special daddy and me yoga class. We can, we can join in the the existing classes. And I think that's been our approach, uh, whether we're, we're looking at classes or companies, we don't need a separate dad program from Amazon to buy cheaper diapers, (laughs) but why wouldn't Amazon mom's program be Amazon family or Amazon parents? Why would the Today Show parenting segment be called Today Moms rather than Today Family or Today Parents? Ah. So some, those are kind of the conversations we've been having over the years. Moms and dads are parenting together. We both are interested in how to talk to our teenager. We're both interested in what is the best food to feed our kids. All this is important for both of us. Why not open the audience to moms and dads? I think that's so cool. And it's funny because it's like the opposite of this conversation that's been happening in the workforce, right? Which is why is it male man? Why, why do we have all these, you know, more masculine words in the job sector? And then it's funny that you mention it, but it's like, yeah, in the parenting sector, everything is geared towards the feminine and just, just assuming. Yeah. It's funny that uh, just thinking about it, that the walls are kind of needing to be broken down in in both directions, right? So it's cool. Absolutely. And I think we've been talking about that a lot. Women have been kind of battling in the workplace to make workplaces more friendly to people that have lives outside of work, whether you're a mom or dad or whether you're taking care of an elderly relative or whether you just have a hobby, uh, workplaces were very oriented towards kind of that 50s model of a guy who's entirely devoted to his job with a partner at home that takes care Uh of everything else. And that's not how the world looks anymore for moms or dads or non-moms and dads. We'd like to have a life outside of work. And for too long, the workplace has kind of viewed us as entirely committed or not worth having. And I think uh, there's a happy balance in between that we're all fighting for. Mm, I like that. Yeah, it's it's almost like we want it all now. Right, and men have a lot of catching up to do as women have been adjusting <laughs> to life in the workplace. Men have not been adjusting enough to their life at home. And it's not just men, men and women, moms and dads. Uh, the two partners together really need to adjust to a parenting partnership is what we always call it. It's it's hard. It's different to have two people fully engaged in parenting. And that is a big adjustment for a couple to make. And speaking of that, you mentioned on uh, one episode recently that 
at a lot of your meetups that you hold, dads come and say, wow, I haven't done anything without my wife for like years since we had the baby. Like this need for kind of community and for being able to do things like what you guys provide, just being able to kind of get together without the significant other and network with other people who are kind of in the same boat. I wonder if you found that that's a common response from people who show up at your groups? Yeah, no, I think it's it's crazy. I don't know where along the way it became kind of bizarre for men to gather uh, among <laughs> yeah. themselves. I think it was maybe in the 80s when men's groups started to take a tone of like sitting in the forest beating a drum. And I don't know that much about that <laughs> movement. And I have nothing against that movement. I always use it as an example. But kind of people got turned off from the idea of men getting together because there was something sinister about it or anti-women about it. Um, mm. And back in the day, our dads, maybe even our grandfathers, had bowling league or they had Elks Club or they had something that was theirs that they could connect with other people with a similar life, whether you were a dad stressed out at work or dad stressed out parenting, you had connection. And men these days, we've moved away from home. We don't live near family in so many cases, and we don't live near friends. And I moved to New York City. I had some some friends, but not my closest friends. I grew up in Colorado, and I have no family here. And a lot of members of our groups across the country are kind of finding themselves in this new life as husband and dad, and they are so focused on that role plus work plus kind of that little world that they have that they don't reach out beyond that. They, they feel bad about calling a friend up to go out for a beer or going out bowling with a, a bunch of friends. But they, they, they're okay with, I'm going to meet up with other dads. And their yeah. partners are okay with, I'm going to meet up with other dads. There's something that has resonated kind of for everybody. It's good for men to gather in that context of we're dads and, and we're potentially going to even talk about something fatherhood related <laughs> while we're together. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The theme that you talk about a lot on your podcast, life-work balance, uh, I've heard you mention that you've been following some research that deals with life-work balance, and I wonder if you could expand on that and what that research looks like and what it might suggest. Yeah, it's actually Boston College. They've actually been studying fatherhood in the workplace for a decade now, and they have a series of reports that they've done about working fathers, or they started with working fathers. They did a, a report about at-home fathers. They did a report recently about millennial fathers. And all of this research is demonstrating that men definitely want to be good at their job. They need to be good at their job. They need to, to have a career. They need to provide for their family. But they also need to be and want to be good dads. And they're really stressed out about it. I think the most striking piece of research over the decade that I've seen is that men are actually more agitated, more stressed out about the idea that they're not able to find the right balance between work and family, even than women are. Women have been practicing this. Women have mm. been urging for changes in the workplace, and they've been fighting 
and getting some changes in the workplace for decades now, and men are just joining this conversation. But I think the good news is uh, that we are we're part of the conversation. This is another kind of we don't need a, a special dads group in a in a company, but we do need dads joining the parenting conversation. And when men and women are both going to the workplace saying our babies are being born, we need to take time off. Um, both moms yeah. and dads are saying we need paid time off when our our children are born, and we need paid time off if our children get sick. So it kind of rectifies the imbalance also that women are facing. Women, uh, when they become mothers, are seen as lesser employees in the workplace. Men are actually, according to this research, men are actually seen as better employees, less likely to leave, uh, more likely to work hard. And And the reports say that men work harder, they work three hours more per week when they become dads than they did before they were dads. Isn't that interesting? I wonder if that's just like trying to compensate for the stigma that they feel comes with it. Because I've seen, I, I think I know what you're talking about with this research. There's this research at Harvard called the Stereotype Content Model. Mm. And it basically says that when we have a stereotype or an impression of somebody, it kind of consists of two parts, warmth and competence. You know, someone could be high in warmth and low in competence or low in competence and high in warmth, any kind of combination of these things. And so they've actually done studies on it of women versus men in the workplace and how they're perceived if they do and don't have kids. And for some reason, they found exactly what you say, that when a woman has a kid, she suddenly is perceived as a lot higher in warmth, but lower in competence. Like she's not going to be spending as much time at the office. She's not going to be working as hard. So she's not as valuable as an employee. And for some reason, for men, they get this huge boost in warmth because now, oh, now he's approachable. He's a dad. But then also their competence actually goes up a little bit because people assume, wow, he's doing it all. He's got this job and he's got this kid. So I don't know. Yeah, it's like this double standard where we think that the woman, oh, if she has a kid, she must be, now she's going to be taking time off and focusing completely on that. Whereas if it's a man, wow, that's impressive that he's doing both of those things so well. Well, I think if there's, yeah, there's a lot of research out there. I would guess that there's some level of stability that uh, is perceived if now that a man has had a child, he's going to be more more stable, more focused on his family and work. And again, he needs to, in many cases, keep his job. Has been the that stereotype perception over time is ah. dad as breadwinner needs to make sure to keep that job because he's supporting not just his partner now, he's supporting a, a larger family. And obviously... In this day and age, very few families get to live like mine with one of us entirely focused on home life and one of us entirely focused on work life. Most couples, most families have two parents working. Yeah. And so it's, it's crazy to think that one job is more important than the other or one parent is more committed at work and the other less committed just because they're man or woman. Sure. So I'm curious, you used to be a sixth grade teacher. Are, are you now planning to go back and do that again when your kids get older? Or you left that for good and a new chapter in your life will kind of happen uh, once the kids get older? 
Well, I when I took off 12 years ago, I thought it was going to be for a year. Temporary. Ah, sure. And okay. 12 years later, more, uh, now 12 and a half years <laughs> later, almost uh, it'll be 13 years in July. This is the life that we found that, that works for us. My wife has the type of job that she really wouldn't be able to do it as well if she was getting a call from the nurse at 11 a.m. saying, you need to pick Max up. He's got a high temperature. He's got a fever. Or Mm. she doesn't have the type of job that she can't make a decision to travel in collaboration with me. That happens a little bit more now than it used to. But it has also worked for me because I have found other things that, that provide fulfillment. Being Max and Sam's dad is wonderful, but it's not been enough to, uh, on a day-to-day basis, uh, <laughs> keep, me, keep me going, especially as they started school. So the great thing about what we've done with NYC Dads Group and now City Dads Group is back in the day when I had a newborn and a three-year-old at home, I was able to devote 20, 30 minutes a week to planning meetups or writing a blog post. Ah. 10 years later, my kids are both at school all day, so I can spend this time that they're at school really working on whether it be opening up a new group in a new city or a podcast or working with our editor on all the blog posts that are getting posted or anything else that happens to come up. I can spend that time and really feel fulfilled by it. So I probably am closer to the definition of a work-at-home dad than I am the definition of a true at-home parent. Obviously, your kids' needs change over time. I don't think it would be good for my kids at this point for me to be entirely focused on their lives and making sure that every aspect of their lives is perfect and managed and, and parented. I think as they've grown up, they're also, they need to grow up and, and not have me watching every second of their lives. We're here talking to Matt Schneider, host of the Modern Dads podcast, but we're not done yet. Here's a look at what's coming up in the second half of the show. So many dads still today, when they're out with their kids, somebody will comment that they're babysitting that day. And it sounds kind of silly. It sounds like it doesn't matter. But dad is not babysitting his own child. A dad is like... He's, it's called parenting. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. But I think the parenting relationship when the kids are 13 in many ways is similar as when they're newborns. Like, there's a lot to think about, a lot to do, and you both have to be on the same page if you're parenting together. If you've got two parents that are not on the same page, you're, you're going to be in just as much trouble when they're 13 as when they're 13 months. I'll use the silly example. I remember it was years ago, and I referred to it earlier. My wife dressed the boys on a Saturday morning, and she literally must have gone to the bottom of the pile to find the shirt that I had put on the bottom of the pile because it doesn't fit anymore. In her mind, she said, (laughs) I haven't seen the boys in this shirt in a while. I'll put them in this. It was a perfectly fine shirt. No reason for me to say a word about it, but I did. I said, why did you pick that shirt? Like, I put it on the bottom Uh, of the pile for a reason. Blah, blah, blah. So she said, well, I wanted them to wear that shirt, and I'm their mom, and I think I can pick which shirt I want my children (laughs) to wear without you commenting on it. 
So we had that moment, and I'm still talking yeah. about it today. Um, and it's still that kind of thing comes up. And, and for us, we need to talk through that kind of stuff and, and make sure it is addressed. We've called it kind of date night every night. Like there's nothing that we look forward to more than kind of getting everything done, getting the kids to bed and collapsing on the sofa at, it's getting later and later now, yeah, by right, nine right. o'clock with our glass of wine to watch Scandal. <laughs> you know, I, I keep saying there's never been a better time to be a dad. This is the best time in the history of the world to be a dad because being a dad means being fully engaged in all aspects of your family's life. Want to hear the full interview? Sign up for a subscription today. You get unlimited access to all the interviews I've conducted. It's completely affordable. And your subscription helps support the work we do here at Talking to Teens. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.